and welcome to the Infinite Escape Room cheeky anniversary bonus episode. I'm Mike, and to celebrate our first full year of doing the podcast, weekly, uh, this is a republished, remastered version of the Infinite Escape Room pilot. So we took it off the site about half a year or so ago, as people have this really weird habit of when they start listening to a podcast, they'll listen to the most recent episode, and then they'll go to episode one. And in this case, we didn't think episode one, which I suppose is actually episode zero because it's the pilot, anyway, uh, didn't quite have the uh, the same recording quality as uh, as what we sort of strove for later. But since then, I've been teaching myself audio repair, and now I've given it a bit of a once over, and I reckon it's now more than fit enough for your precious ear holes. So yeah, hope you enjoy it. Oh, before I start, it might as well be your birthday as well as ours, as we also, as a cheeky cheeky bonus of bonus, added uh, a bit of director's commentary at the end, if you're that way inclined at all, about how we record and produce the episodes, uh, because you deserve all the bonuses, and bonuses are brilliant, and so are you. Right, and with all the prevarication and waffly wondering done, enjoy the Infinite Escape Room first ever pilot episode recorded back in last year. Bye-bye. Hello and welcome to the Infinite Escape Room, the escape room filled with escape rooms. I'm Mike Collins and locked in with me today we have, and this is where one of the two of you introduce each other, Chris and Ben. <laughs> can I have like a can I have like a, a Ben Lavery and a, and a Chris Hunt? Chris Hunt. <laughs> Ben Lavery, Griffith. <laughs> forgotten I've added a bit onto the end of my name. <laughs> so, how does it work? We'll start each episode locked in one of the Infinite Escape Room's many escape rooms, with nothing but our wits and an alcoholic beverage. Uh, just like a normal escape room, each room has a theme poorly veneered over the top, and we'll need to solve puzzles in order to unlock the room and escape. Uh, puzzles don't make themselves, though, so we'll each bring our own masterful conundrum with us for the others to solve. If they get stuck, then they can just phone for a clue. But each time they do, an angel votes to leave the European Union. So, uh, guys, before we enter the room, do you have your beverages? I do. Uh, yeah, half of it. Uh, Jack Daniels honey whiskey uh, and, and Coke. Um, I've got a pint of gin and tonic. Oh, Jesus Christ, Ben. That's, wow. uh, that's a commitment. What's the ratio on that? Uh, maybe a third gin. Oh, <laughs> oh good night, Ben. Fantastic. Okay, um, I've got a golden champion, so I feel like I'm I'm lagging behind in the, the Spirit Olympics. The smell of greasy baking hangs in the air, and your feet scuff through discarded scratch cards and Job Seeker Plus CV advice. You realise you're locked in a Greg's, and it's after hours and everyone's gone home. Ooh. Okay, boys, in front of you, you see an oven, a fridge, and a door marked employees only. So, which we go through? I'm rather tempted uh, to go through the fridge. <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean, you can't go through it, but yeah. Okay. Okay, so let's open the fridge door. Okay, so in the middle of the fridge, you see a table, and there's something on the wall of the fridge. What would you like to do? Um, can, I, can I look at the wall of the fridge and see what's on you it? You certainly can. On the wall of the fridge is a message. A baker's. But the third word appears to have been rubbed off in a greasy smear. Can I can I search the table as well? You certainly can. On the table are five sausage rolls arranged in an odd pattern. They appear to be fixed in place. How are they fixed? Okay. Two of the sausage rolls are over each other in a cross pattern. The first two sausage rolls are over each other in a cross pattern. The second two are vertical to the right of it. What is that is it, is that is that like plus eleven? 
Um, I guess you'd sort of say they're kind of like in an X, I suppose, like a sausagey X. Oh, it's an X. So it's not X eleven, no. Could be. It looks. It looks kind of like an X eleven. Could be. Could be X eleven. Yeah. We're not doing Linux jokes here. I, I, I wouldn't even know how that could be a Linux joke. Oh, I feel so dumb. Um, it, or it could be 12. It could be Roman numerals. Ah. Oh, that's, that's, um, your brain went to a much better place than mine. <laughs> Although Roman um. numerals in a Greg's, I'm a little... <laughs> <laughs> can, we, can we go back out and explore the oven? Um, or are we, are we trapped so, in the fridge? So, so you're in the fridge at the moment. I guess you might want to... I mean, I probably wasn't very fair when you said you wanted to look at the table. Would you like to look under the table? Uh, I will look under the table. Yeah, definitely. I'll, I'll take that hint. Ah, under the table is another sausage roll. It is encircled by two rings with numbers from zero to nine and appears to be twistable. A pastry arrow indicates the current number. There is also a human hand tapering off uh, at the wrist end. Like, is, is, is it a bloody hand? The wrist end is slightly bloody, bloody and appears to be tapering off into a sort of sausagey pattern. Right. Uh... That, that's dark. Wait, what was the thing with the numbers on it? Okay. Was it like a, there was a sausage a roll under the table. It is encircled yeah. by two rings with the numbers zero to nine and appears to be twistable. A pastry arrow indicates the current number. What is the current number? Zero, zero. It appears to be twistable. So we can change the number of the set on it. That's correct. You can change the number of your sausage roll. Uh, can we set it to, was it 12? Is that, what's X? What, what's X? Okay, X you rotate the sausage one. roll to 12, but nothing happens. I'm, I'm going to say 13. You rotate the sausage roll to 13. Click. The roll parts. And a sausage falls out with a sort of key thing at the end. This appears to be one of the keys to the room. You have solved the puzzle. And, and bypass the cunning clue of gravy on the wall. Well, well done. Well done, boys. <laughs> was that it? Yeah, that was, that was my puzzle. Okay, you see, cool. I like that. That was very cool. Yeah, that was um, I should. Yeah, I should have mentioned that there are padlocks in the room at the beginning. I guess that's uh, <laughs> there's like three padlocks, one for each of us, and mine had a sausage-shaped hole in it. So yeah. Also, well done. I'm not going for the red herring of uh, the hand with the sausage. <laughs> so yeah, that's want- puzzle the first solved. Well done. <laughs> okay, so um, yes, yeah, so we're back out in the room. So you're back out. In the we room. put a sausage into the padlock, and one of the sausage padlock has popped open. So now we have two choices. We've got the door marked employees only and the oven. Okay, so, go, Ben, should we go into the um, go through the door marked employees only? I think that's a capital idea. Ah, smashing. Okay. What, a, what a marvellously unprompted idea. <laughs> so you go through the employees only door and it's a it's quite a small dingy corridor and you walk up some, some tall stairs, like going quite a way up. And there's a door there at the other end of it. Okay. Do, do, do you want to open the door? No. No. Well, okay. Um, I'm out then. Ben, Ben, uh, ben do you want to open the door? <laughs> yeah, let, let's open the door. I was going to say, just I in case one of us has to die or something. I thought. Um. So you 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 open the door carefully, and as you enter inside, you see this, uh, large office, like, like maybe, uh, bigger than a store manager's office, and it's. Really tall ceilings, uh, quite like cheesy, eighty style, but quite cheap. Like, and in the in the office there are there's a picture on each wall. Uh, each one is a painting of a piece of Greg's food. 
and there's one single door the other side of the room. The curtains to the one outside window are shut, and you can see there's a storm outside. How do we see that there's a storm outside if the curtains are cut? It's, it's like a full-on, ah. it's a full-on storm. There is lightning flashing out through through it, like all sorts of stuffs going on and out there. You know, it, it's, it's the first time you can really hear it because you're, you're towards the outside of the building now. Okay. Um, what, what do you recommend? And there's some cheap, uh, like, faux-rich uh, person bookshelves sort of built into the sides of one of the walls. I think we want to go and have a look at the bookshelves. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Um, so you go to the bookshelves. There's lots of books on them, starting all the way... From A to Z. Okay, American now. What's going on with this? Are you going to give us the names of all the books? A to, a to Z. Um, uh, you want all of them? I would like a book for each letter of the alphabet. Oh, <laughs> that's... I mean, assuming well, it's not like a letter per shelf. <laughs> One second. Despite being northern, I don't I don't know the Greg's menu off by heart. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <just> <laughs> a stands for A sausage roll. <laughs> <laughs> B is balm, which you have with your sausage roll. Chicken and bacon okay. slice? No, chicken slice. Chicken pepper slice? I've actually got enough here. You've actually got enough Greg's menu items to make a full alphabet. I've actually, no, I'm not doing the, <laughs> the full alphabet. Okay, so you, you, when you look at the uh, bookshelves, you notice that there are four books just slightly uh, extruding from the bookshelves, just ever so subtly compared to all the others. I I would very much like to grab each of those books in turn. C- can I inspect the, the outy sticky books? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you take them out and you find that each one of those books is on a different type of Greg's food. There's uh, some on, on pastries. Uh, there's some on baguettes. Uh, there's some on rolls. And there's some on wraps. That's all four types of Greg's food you've just named there. I think you missed the slice. I think the slice is the only one you've missed. Yep, you've, you've got these four books now. Can we open the curtains? You can go and open the curtains. Uh, you go over to the curtains, you open them, you see a vast cityscape laid out in front of you and like the flashes of lightning that are happening. It's pouring down rain so much that uh, half the time you can't quite make out what's going on outside. Are we at a Greg's in Gotham? <laughs> <laughs> okay, Ben, what do you reckon? I've got no idea. <laughs> okay, can we inspect the two paintings? I, I, I think... There's four paintings. Oh, there's four paintings. Oh, the four paintings. One on each wall. They're all facing each other, like right in the middle of each wall facing each other. Um, so you notice that uh, one of the paintings is of a Palo Chocolat. One of them is of a bacon breakfast baguette. Mm. One of them is of an egg breakfast roll. And the other one is an all-day breakfast wrap. These are all breakfast items. (laughs) (laughs) Slash afternoon lunch if you're a Job Seekers Plus Greg's customer. (laughs) Okay, so um, I think the only thing we've not looked at is the... Uh, oh, we're in a cheap, shitty office, aren't we? Is there anything remarkable in the office? Uh, there's a, a, a desk uh, with a computer on it, and there's a, a single half-eaten sausage roll on the desk. H- how warm is the sausage roll? Uh, cold. <sighs> like it, it was finished ages ago. Well, half-finished. Well, it was half-finished ages ago. How spooky. 
<laughs> this feels like a genuinely good puzzle. I can't believe you just wrote this off in no time. I really hope the payoff is good. <laughs> and that you're not just like staying half a step ahead of us. So um, we've got we've got four four pictures. Uh, we've got four books. Uh, the books nicely correlate to each picture. Oh shit! Did you? Oh man! Did you write that down? Are, are you not writing things down? I'm not writing things down. Oh my god! Why am I not writing things down? Where's my? Ah! God, you know you're middle class when you're having to go through the bureau for a notepad. Okay, so we had. Okay, so I tell Ben for, for for the kids at home who haven't been keeping very good notes. Can you? Uh... So for for revision, we had uh, four books. We had um, uh, pastry, baguettes, rolls, and wraps. Um, and on the wall, we had a picture of a pan au chocolat, uh, a bacon roll, um, an egg baguette, and a all day breakfast wrap. Okay. So we have things that correspond with things. Can we inspect the paintings closer? Is there anything to be inspected um, with on the paintings closer? Anything in particular? Are you just going to... Do you just want to look at the paintings? or? Well, the video game player of me wants to try and insert a book into a painting. Um, <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't my, work. My, my, my suggestion was going to be throw them. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I see Bethesda and Capcom games work. <laughs> Mm. Do you need a clue? Um, oh man, I, I mean, I'd rather not have to try and find the sound effect for the little telephone I was going to use for the for the clue <laughs> thing. It would surely be a cheap office telephone. <laughs> oh yeah, that'd be that'd be thematically appropriate. That'd work. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, shall we shall we phone for a clue? I mean, I yeah. Oh hang on. Oh, we might space the door. Sorry, just oh, go on then. Can we have a look at the door at the end uh, of the office? So the, you want to have a look at the yeah. door? Um, the door is, is a big, heavy wooden door. Uh, you, uh, you notice that it's very solid when you move it. You cannot force it in any shape or otherwise. Like, it is a really solid door. Hmm. So is there going to be... So in these four books... Are yeah. they? Are there? Um, if we were to say open the pastry one, are yeah. we going to find uh, a pan of chocolate in saying, there? Do you want to open the pastry one? I think we should open the pastry one. And so you open you open the pastry one, and you're sort of going through it. And there's recipes in there for for pastries. Ooh. And, uh, as you're uh, going through there, um, are, th- are there any particular recipes you want to look at? So my feeling is pan au chocolat. Uh, okay, so you find that pan au chocolat is on page 10. I'm writing, Ben, I'm writing, I learned. <laughs> I can't... Okay. Is, is there an umlaut in O? Or, a, or an accent, sorry. No, it's just AU, isn't it? Pan au chocolat is on page 10. Okay. Um, so, what were the other three books? I forgot. Um, the, a, a roll book. So I think, um, can we have a look at the rolls book, please? Uh, you can. Any particular recipe you want to look up? It's, it's all recipe books. So I'm guessing uh, a bacon roll? Bacon roll. You find that the bacon roll is on page 30. How does it take a whole page to do a recipe for a bacon roll? Like, surely that's in the title. Mike, Mike, this is Greg. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> There's a big picture, a very big picture. All in the finest cuts of bacon here at Greg's. Um, Should look like this. <laughs> Approximately. Okay, yeah. So, sorry, uh, the bacon roll is on page... 30. Page 30. Okay, so um, can we have the sandwiches book, please? 
Oh, baguettes. Goes specific book for baguettes. This is a specific baguette book. And and what what baguettes are you looking for? Uh, The egg, please. You find that the egg is on uh, page 20. Egg is on page 20. Okie dokie. And that left... The wraps book, please. (laughs) The wraps. uh, I take it you want to find the uh, all-day breakfast breakfast wrap. Indeed. That's on page 40. Okay, all-day breakfast wrap, page 40. Okay, so we've got four numbers going... Let's see. So we've got one, two, three, four. So we've got 10, 20, 30, 40. Um, oh, shit. Okay, can we take those four books and can we put them back in the shelves? You can. So can we put them back in the shelf in the following order? Can we put them back in the shelf okay. in with the pastry book first, because it's page 10. Yep. Then the uh, the baguette book second, because it's page 20. Then the roll book yep. third, because it's page 30. And the wrap book fourth, because it's page 40. You can do that, yep. Yeah. Uh, and then push no, them in. Nothing, like, hap- no, nothing happens. Oh, can, can we kind of can can give them a jiggle? Push them in really hard. Yeah, you can, you can give them a jiggle, nothing oh, happens. Oh, shit. Okay, I'm all out of ideas. So, so following along uh, from your, your idea, um, could we... Um, remove the uh, the books once again um, mm. but instead of putting them in uh, first second third and fourth um, could we put them in positions 10 30 20 and 40 I, sorry I've just realized I've read that the wrong wanna, way you want to take the, the pan of chocolate I'll put it in yeah okay so 10. they weren't originally in position 10 so you're going to take other books off the shelves and rearrange my thinking was you so sort of jiggle order. things along but... okay yeah sure um nothing happens uh, oh, what about the computer? Can we have a look at the computer on the desk? Yeah, so the computer uh, boots up and is running uh, Windows XP. Ooh, a classic. Uh, and there's a there's a password prompt. Oh, is is it one two three four? That password doesn't work. Is it hot sausage? That password doesn't work. Oh. <laughs> uh, Did Windows XP have like a password timeout? <laughs> <laughs> is there like one guess left? <laughs> It's not the password. Is there like a forgot your password button? Because <laughs> that would be really useful. No. Oh, okay. Stupid Windows XP. Um, oh, okay, so we have... Oh, what order were the um, the books originally on the shelf? Oh, shh. Okay, so what order are the paintings in the room again? Um, the, the paintings are... Um, so if you, if you kind of think about the room from the top, yeah. they're on the centre of every wall. Okay. Um, if we, so one's above, so one's above the door you came yeah. in, yeah, uh, and one's above the door the other side yeah. of the room. Uh, we've got the uh, uh, pan au chocolat on the above the door you came in. Okay. Uh, we've got the uh, wrap above the opposite uh-huh. door, and we've got the roll above the. Uh, so we've got the yeah the bacon roll above the door on your right as, as you came into the room and the baguette on the wall from your left. Okay. So... I had my room more swift. <laughs> oh, actually, yeah, I think you meant wall when you said door. To yeah, so wall. Yeah, so the wall, wall to your right had the uh, uh, bacon roll and the wall to your left had the egg baguette. Okay. Hmm. Uh, let's see. So, if we assign a page number to each of those paintings, it would be 
because um, I've got it north, sort of going around the clock from 12 uh, around. It would be wrap, roll, pain. Um, and then for some reason I've written left. <laughs> well, that was fucking useful, wasn't it? Um, Are you going to use your clue yet? Forget. Yeah, there your, we your go. Your phone call. Um, so that would be four, um, three, one, two would be the kind of the four-digit code off of that. Can we can we try that in the password field? Doesn't work. What uh, what user are you logging in as? Uh, the user's called Bill. Not Greg? No. It feels like a missed opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> um, ben, like, you got any ideas? If, you, if, you, right, if, you're, if you're Greg in Greg's, you don't, you don't get the cheap offers. Like, come on. Maybe he's like, keeps his hands dirty. He's, he's close to the business, like Tim Weatherspoons. <laughs> Tim Weatherspoons is pulling pints right yeah, now. Yeah. Probably, yeah. Do you, are you going to go for the call yet at all? Do you want, do you want that to phone him? <sighs> what do you reckon, Ben? Oh, I'm reluctant to. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of out of ideas. Yeah, let's do it. Let's put the call okay. in. <laughs> okay, so, so your clue is to uh, inspect around the paintings more. Okay, um, I'm afraid, Chris, I need you to do that in a funny telephone voice, ideally holding your nose for post-processing later, you understand. Inspect around the paintings. Oh, <laughs> oh I'm so happy. Hey, Ben, should we... Hey, Ben, I just had this, this crazy idea. Should we um, inspect around the paintings a bit more? I think we probably should. Would you like to do them? Can we inspect some paintings? What, what about the paintings? Uh, oh, could we look at the frames? They're quite dusty, aren't they? Uh, yeah, you look at the frames. Um, they're, they're wooden frames. This is kind of like supposed to look old, but clearly not. Uh, uh, you notice they've been kind of scuffed quite a bit. Uh, Do they move? Particularly on the bottom. Yeah, they move. Can I move one? You can move one. Uh, you sort of lift it off the side, off the wall a bit, and you notice a button underneath the painting. I'm going to press the shit out of that button. Nothing happens. Oh. What painting is it that you uh, look behind? Oh, shit. Okay, right. It's going to be... Can I? Can we lift off the paintings from all the walls to yep. reveal the buttons, please? Yep. Yep. There's a button behind every painting. Benjo, you got? You, you get this, mate? Uh, yes, but I'll let you go. Oh, thank you. <laughs> hmm, that feels like Ben might not have it. Yeah, I feel safe and clever. Okay, so this is going to be the order. This is going to be the old page number. Dickery doing again. Can we press the Pano Chocolat painting button first? Yep. Then the baguette button second. Yep. The roll button third. Yep. And the wrap button fourth. The door to the other side of the office opens slowly, creaking. Ooh. Inviting you Ooh. forward to a dark room. And there we go. Hey. And, and in the room is, is, is a key for the padlock? Oh, yeah, I need a key for the padlock. Yeah, sure, you go into the room, there's a key for the padlock. Uh, and then it leads back round to the start. Is, is it whimsical? Is it a whimsical key? Mine was a sausage. Uh, it, it's uh, it's a bacon roll. It's a bacon roll uh, key <laughs> with the, with the bacon as the key that comes out of like the roll as the the fob. Oh, I love it! Very that's, cool. Okay, that's brilliant, Chris. That was a fantastic puzzle, mate. That was really <laughs> good. You know when you were like, I hope you're not just one step ahead of us. Totally, <laughs> just one step ahead of you. <laughs> uh. 
Okay, so that just leaves one padlock left and, uh, and the oven. So uh, shall, we, shall we open that oven up, chaps? Sure. Okay, so we pop open the oven to reveal Ben's puzzle. So, you walk into the puzzle. Uh, <laughs> Ow, my head. <laughs> I've got puzzle. I'm not supposed to get puzzle in my eye. You walk into the oven and the door slams behind you. A dim red light turns on. <laughs> you see around you lots of uh, shelves on, tro- on, uh, on wheels. And on them are various products. We've got um, a number of, um, of ones to your left which have got cheese written above them. And on the shelves, you can see little parcels with little bits of yellowy cheese oozing out. On the uh, wall to your right, there's just a, a, a sign that says festive. And there's this is a very sparsely populated shelf. Um, again, with, with uh, sort of pastries with various fillings oozing out. Uh, on the back wall, um, there is lines of sausage rolls and there is also a button. What would you like to do? I want to press the yeah, button. Yeah, press the button. You press the button, a buzzer comes on, and the heat starts to rise. Damn it, Chris. Oh. This is all your fault. Um, uh, I guess, can I, can I inspect the the, uh, I, the festive trolley? You can, you can. So uh, the festive trolley is, um, as I say, mostly empty, um, but it does have a few pastries on it. Would you like to inspect the pastries? Yes, please. So we have uh, what looks like some sort of very dried turkey dinner um, uh, pastries and also some stuffing and cranberry pastries. Ooh. Can I can I eat a stuffing and cranberry pastry? <laughs> you lift the uh, the stuffing and cranberry pastry. It's been there since December. Can I can There's I a eat bit of green can on I it? Eat the stuffing and cranberry pastry? Sure. <laughs> you eat it and immediately start feeling slight <laughs> cramps. But are otherwise okay. <laughs> Okay, so I hope that wasn't like a key. No, no. Can can I inspect the uh, the cheese side? Of course, on the left. Of course. Would you like to do anything specific to the cheese side? Um, can I search behind all the um the, the stuff? Are these in boxes? Sure. No, no, no. They're, 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 this is the oven. They, they, this is where they cook. Oh, of course. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Pull everything off. I want to check behind. See if there's anything there. Sure. So you pull all the uh, all the shelving out, and uh, behind reveals. A steel wall, completely blank, completely bare, Ooh. except for some crumbs sort of in the corner. Can we inspect um, the corner? There are crumbs. <laughs> <laughs> um, hmm. The heat begins to rise more. Uh, can I press the button again? The heat begins to rise quicker. <laughs> oh, God! <laughs> <laughs> hmm... Okay, so we've looked at the cheese trolley, and we've looked at the festive trolley, um, and we've pressed the button. I think the button makes things what hotter. Else was on, what else was on the back wall other than the button? Um, a trays of sausage rolls. Can I look at the trays of sausage rolls? You inspect the sausage rolls and find they are sausageless. <gasps> oh. Chris, I think we what? need to drop trowel. <laughs> <laughs> we need to put sausage in the sausage Where rolls. We are the key. Oh God! Uh, ben, I, I drop trowel and, and insert. I'm I'm looking away. Damn it, Chris! It's getting hot in here. To stick your fucking cock in a sausage roll. <laughs> your nether regions become flaky. Jesus, flakier in my and that case. Is all. Oh, okay. 
Jim, like, are you going to button up again? Like, I'll just leave it hanging out. It's quite warm. I'm, I'm not really comfortable. Could you just... Yeah, just okay, yeah, it's back in, it's zip, back in. Zip it away. That, thanks, thanks. Okay. Um, so we've got some sausageless rolls. Are there, are there any sausages in the room? that makes things hotter. No, no, none at all. Hmm. What was on the cheese trolley again? Just cheese um, cheese slices. Just cheese slices. Well, so if, if I start opening them up and having a look inside, is there anything inside them? Uh, cheese. Just cheese, oh, yeah. nothing nothing else. And um, the inside bits of pastry. Right, and what was on the other side again? There was just mouldy, like, this festive was stuff. The, well, this was the festive trolleys, um, sparsely um, populated. There was some... Is there any... Can I inspect all the trolleys? The trolleys themselves. Yeah. The trolleys themselves are just normal trolleys you stick in a industrial oven. Okay. Um, and is anything in the festive pastries? Can I look through all of them? Find you out? can look through all of them. So we've already eaten one of these stuffy <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and cranberry ones. <laughs> the other ones, I don't want to look. I feel up. bad. The, the turkey, the turkey dinner ones. Yeah, yeah. It's, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna start rummaging through everything in there. Like I'm getting really hot and uncomfortable. So, as a whirring starts to uh, starts to. Uh, as you start to hear a whirring and some fans come on, Fan you ruffle through all of the all of the turkey uh, dinner uh, pastries. Most of them consist of just turkey, but one has something hard in it. Is it the dinner element of the turkey dinner? Is it like a tiny plate? Okay, so the one with the one with the hard thing in it. Can I open up and try? You open up the crumbly exterior and find the turkey. Oh, oh no! Oh, the door begins to open and you can walk back out. <laughs> that has to be the longest walk for a pun. That is the best. Well done, Ben. Oh, sorry. I hate puns, you're all terrible. <laughs> okay, boys. So we walk to the door. We unlock the third padlock, the sausage lock, the bacon lock, and the turkey lock. And we escape the Greg's <laughs> escape room back into the infinite escape room. Well done. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Th- thanks. Uh, and I don't know how I'd like end an episode, but I guess it would be the usual like, hey, if you enjoyed listening to the, gr- just like follow us on our Patreon. We're sponsored by Squarespace, like everybody else on the internet. Don't follow us on our Patreon. Follow us on my Patreon. My goodness, you've made it all the way to the director's commentary at the end. I say director's commentary. It's not. Is it a commentary that comes afterwards? Anyway, I digress. So, how do we go about making uh, an episode of the Infinite Escape Room? So, first of all, uh, we gather people. You've probably noticed that we change our uh, our puzzlers, our cast most weeks. Uh, that's partly by design and partly based on uh, everybody's availability. We've obviously got friends all around the country, um, and uh, because we record normally in the evenings and we're all busy people, some with children uh, or with or with jobs, we do struggle to get everybody available all the time. But because we've got such a lovely, diverse bunch of friends to draw upon, uh, we try and mix it up as much as we can. This is really good fun because it's kind of a nice way of kind of having different bits of the friendship group uh, meet each other. And it's uh, really nice as well because you tend to get uh, interesting chemistries uh, developing in the episodes. Uh, Chris and Ben, for example, didn't really know each other very well going into it. And they actually have become fastest pals now uh, and do their own podcast, uh, Tech Point Zero, uh, on, on tech stuff, which is lovely. 
So anyway, once we've got the people uh, done and we've got the recording scheduled in, we then uh, go away, say we, I, or Ben, whoever's writing the episode, uh, go ahead and write the script. So the script is usually just one page of A4, uh, and that is kind of the uh, the usual default intro text for the episode with a little bit of flavour, uh, and then maybe a paragraph or so, just introducing everybody to the room. You know, that kind of scripted this week, we find ourselves in blur bit which is um which is a nice kind of idea being it sort of sets the scene uh, and we should really remember to put in the consequences of failing in there but we forget some weeks uh we forget bits of everything some weeks to be perfectly honest i forget to put padlocks in uh quite often in addition to that also writing uh, your own puzzle we generally try and say aim for a 10 minute puzzle um we have very few 10 minute puzzles but we do try and aim for them because that's what we try and edit them down to we say the puzzle should always ideally um, end in the acquisition of a key. Ideally, an extremely funnily, punnily named key. Uh, although I am conscious we are dredging the well dry at this stage for key-based puns. But we do always seem to still find one or two. Except for Chris, who, who never does a pun for a key name, which is very distressing. Anyway, once uh, the recording day comes around, uh, we all meet up on Discord. Um, so everybody's recording at their own end. Um with whatever program they've got. Most people are using Audacity because it's free and brilliant and works. We all kind of have a bit of a warm-up for it, have a bit of a chat, maybe 20 minutes, half an hour, just kind of, you know, getting uh, the week's gossip off our chests and sort of loosening up. And then we make a start. So as I say, everybody's recording at their own end. In addition to that, we also back up the uh, the mixed audio. So what's actually happening on the Discord channel, uh, that happens either locally. So I'll use something like OBS, uh, which is Open Broadcasting System, a lovely piece of open source software to record the audio coming out of Discord just in case, because we have had a few times where people's audio has gone wrong uh, and we've had to fall back on the backup. Um, and recently there's been this brilliant thing added to Discord called Craigbot. Um, if you do a podcast over Discord, I cannot recommend it enough. It's a fantabulous little bot that you invite to your channel. Uh, he sits there like a little silent person. He just records the audio. Uh, and then when you tell him to bugger off, he messages you, sends you a private message with a link to download your audio. And not just that, but it's multi-track. He can give you a multi-track download of your audio as an Audacity file. It's absolutely brilliant. It's super clever um, and well worth checking out. I think they've got like a Patreon or something that you can uh, sling money towards if you're feeling... Uh, particularly, I don't know, in love with the thing that they do, which I am. Blah, 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 blah. So once everybody's got their audio and the episode is done, we then uh, have ask everybody to chuck their audio into a big drop zone, which we've got on Google Drive. Uh, and then whoever's editing the episode, normally me, uh, otherwise normally Ben, uh, and very, very occasionally Chris, uh, then picks the episode up and starts editing. So before we do any kind of structural stuff, the first thing that happens is we give the audio a bit of a once over because we've got a lot of people recording with lots of different types of equipment. Some of us are recording with Yetis, um, me, Chris and Ben. Uh, Blue Yeti, by the way, is a lovely uh, condenser microphone, uh, USB. It's kind of a bit of a podcasting trope to have one. Uh, it's probably not the best microphone in the world, but it definitely does uh, does the job for us. Um, but we've also got a few people who record on headsets, um, and those range between kind of uh, Skype quality to the sort of thing that you wouldn't even really see in a school, uh, naming no names. Uh, and then obviously different people have different kind of recording environments as well. So some people record in a nice quiet room. Uh, other people, like John, uh, record in the engine cowling of a Boeing 747 taking off. Uh, so anyway, we process the audio. Uh, so the most important things for the audio tracks are denoising, declicking, leveling, uh, and EQ on the uh, the low end frequencies. So for those not in the know, denoising is where you well, does what it says in the tin really. You'll have background sound in a track, which sounds wretched and horrible and nasty. 
And what you do is you go through and you use a program to uh, to scrub out the uh, the background noise to make the the silence actually silent, and hopefully remove some of the uh, kind of the hiss and crumble happening around your vocals. This is probably like the biggest difference to audio. It makes it sound nice and clean and lovely. After that, you run it through a declicker. Uh, so de-clicking is super useful for uh, A, removing maybe little kind of fidgets and taps that are coming at the other end, uh, keystrokes in the case of Chris, who insists on uh, taking notes on a mechanical keyboard during recordings, uh, as does John now I think about it, uh, but mostly for taking out mouth noise, because uh, some people, naming no names, me, have extremely moist gobs. Uh, don't quite know why, I just got a... Mm, very, very, very... Um, moist mouth I suppose uh, and that sounds absolutely wretched on on the microphone so that goes through and uh, and scrubs that out now leveling is really cool because uh, we have uh, in some cases fixed microphones and in other cases uh, people who sort of maybe struggle to keep a consistent voice tone uh, and what that does is it just sort of levels out slightly it doesn't flatten it but levels out slightly the volume of people's voices just to make it a little bit more consistent uh, that means that hopefully when people are listening to the podcast, they don't need to kind of, you know, adjust their volume throughout in order to, uh, to hear what's actually going on. And finally, just a bit of EQ, uh, run it through uh, to cut away anything below about 100 hertz, uh, curving off from there, just because there's nothing there speech-wise we really want to hear. And um, yeah, you get some nasty, nasty rumble there, which is, which is good to remove, that kind of horrible, bassy, fuzzy rumble. Uh, recently, I've also been playing around with the vocal EQs, just kind of boosting um, the. Uh, don't know how to describe this. Boosting, making a, basically making a bit of a smiley face with the EQ, so just sort of uh, smoothing out uh, and dampening the uh, the very middle of the frequency range, uh, and then lifting either side a little bit, which I think is coming through quite nicely. Still really enjoying experimenting with that. So once the audio itself is in a semi decent state, uh, we then edit, 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 edit. So priorities there are um, editing to preserve the story of what's going on, uh, edit out all of the bits, and there are lots of bits where we just completely stray off topic, and not in an interesting way, just you know talking about what we had for lunch that day or whatever. Uh, we try and uh, keep the funny bits in and sometimes move the funny bits about a bit just so that they can kind of make a little bit more sense. We are conscious that we have a lot of in-jokes because we're a you know, really tight bunch of pals, and uh, yeah, I think moving the funny bits about every now and then and perhaps moving a little bit of context to um, from the back to the beginning just kind of helps people uh, see what the, what the hell we're talking about really. Uh, it's also the story kind of the story and structural editing is where we try and bring our puzzles in. So uh, when we're recording a puzzle can range from five minutes to 50 minutes um, to actually record and we try and bring puzzles in to you know between five minutes and around 10 but definitely within 20. This is intended to help people follow what's actually going on with the puzzle because it's not asking them to hold information in their head for ages and ages and ages, forget about it, and then, you know, come back to it. The idea being that you should be able to hold everything that's been given to you in your head at a given time. Um, sometimes we'll kind of all trim away things that are a bit extraneous that say, for example, we've gone completely off track on something that when you listen to it, catastrophically wrong and not interesting and not funny. So that tends to be the... Um, kind of the criteria for what stays in. Uh, Reithian almost, um, Lord Reith's uh, informative, edu inform, educate and entertain. So yeah, if it doesn't inform, educate or entertain, uh, it tends to get cut. Once we've done this, we tend to give it a second sweep through just to make sure that everything uh, everything still makes sense, really. When we've got our, our nice sort of edited uh, podcast and we've dropped in all the sound effects and things, uh, we then go to uh, to mix it down. So mixing it down, taking the, 
five or six different uh, audio channels we're working with into a single file. And from there, we can then do a little bit of the kind of the final touches processing. Uh, the two most important bits are matching loudness and removing silence. So matching loudness is this thing that you may hear people talk about with podcasts. And what it does is it um, brings the top and bottom levels of a podcast into a pre-agreed kind of set of volumes. Um, so just boosts the very lowest frequencies and cuts off the top ones. I think these are based on some public radio standards from America, but they've sort of become the, the de facto uh, standards for, for podcasts. Idea being, once again, that anybody listening to your podcast doesn't really need to adjust the volume throughout. But also, if you listen to my podcast and then you listen to five other people's podcasts, hopefully they should all be a relatively consistent volume and you don't need to adjust between them. That's the idea, at least. Um, I imagine, actually, it probably came out of American public radio because there are so many public radio stations in America who have turned to becoming podcast factories. I uh, think like WNYC and the like. And good for them. Uh, and finally, removing silence. So um, Adobe Audition had a lovely feature called Truncate Silence, and I'm currently experimenting with Reaper's functions of, uh, of auto trim. Basically, that's uh, running it through a filter, running your, your file through a filter, uh, looking for long periods of silence or at least sound below a certain uh, volume level and then just bringing it in not deleting it but just bringing it in so there could be for example somebody's pause to have a think for a good five seconds and while that was probably a very good think it might not be a very good listen for the listeners so yeah we just bring that in a wee smidge um to usually around about a third of a second just so that you still get the punctuation but you keep the the flow and the energy going this is also really good actually for knocking time off the podcast because we do always try and bring it into it to as little as possible because people's time is precious and we are aware of that. Finally, with everything done, we've got our nice shiny polished episode. We've had a good time recording it. We've scrubbed out all of John's and Chris's and Alan's and everybody's actually. Oh God, everybody's such a sinner. Everybody's audio sins, all their pops, their clicks, their, their ums, their ahs. They've repeated themselves 50 times. Um, they've gone off topic. The background noise, oh my god, the background noise. I swear that John is building a train in like the background of some of his tracks because the sounds, you would not believe the sounds that come from his track that I then have to, to scrub out. But anyway, we've got all that done and we're really happy with it and chuffed and we stick it in the queue. We've got uh, Podbean is the, uh, the provider we use, uh, not sponsored by them. Although Podbean, actually, if you're listening and you want to sponsor us, get in touch. That would be lovely. Anyway, um, where was I? Oh yeah, uh, upload it via Podbean. Uh, which is, as a platform, it's all right. It seems to do the job. It's pretty straightforward blogging and podcasting platform, and it was relatively cheap compared to the rest. You can set up your own custom uh, URL for it. So, yeah, it's all right. A little bit overbranded for my tastes, but what, yeah, fine. Uh, it does work with the syndication, which is nice. And then, yeah, gets queued up for Sunday at 10 a.m. local time UK. And then everything starts again because it happens every week. Ah! Ah! Oh God, so much of my life! Ah! Oh, but I enjoy it. It's lovely. Anyway, yeah, that's how we put an episode together. Uh, it's great fun. Um, I heartily encourage everybody to record a podcast. It is the bestest, bestest, and I always have a good time doing it, and I hope that everybody uh, participating, I'm pretty sure they do, uh, has a good time being in it, and I hope you guys uh, enjoy listening to them. Anyway, love you very much, and I will speak to you next time. Well, I mean, next episode, obviously, but I guess maybe we'll do a two-year anniversary thing. Don't know what I'll republish for that. <gasps> oh, I could republish the Sin episode. No, never mind, another time.
Anyway, thanks for listening. You can subscribe to us on all of your favourite apps, feeds, iTunes, and at our website, www.theinfiniteescaperoom.com. Uh, you can also follow us and get in touch via Facebook and Twitter at tier underscore podcast. That's tier, like top tier, not tier, like the other way to spell tear. Uh, if you enjoy the episode, uh, and we hope you did, even though it's a special one, like not part of our normal output, we'd be obliged if you could please leave us a review on anything really, uh, as it's a big help in us reaching new audiences. We'll be back to our normal weekly format again next week, and we'll see you then. Bye-bye now.